All right. Welcome back to the big program. Just before we get to Mark Spector and on the mark, let's uh, welcome in our Thursday co-host, Ladislav Schmid. more important person than Speck, yes. The best morning person? What? Did you make it up to the end of the game? No way. Not, Not a chance. Yeah, no, but I, I watched the end this morning. Yeah. Don't worry. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. In the gym or what? <laughs> Pretty much. <yeah. laughs> I was up around. Today, I actually, weirdly, I woke up at four. Oh. And I was good to go. I smashed the gym today. <laughs> the weights had no chance. The way, yeah, the weights had no chance. No. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's go to on the mark. Uh, fueled by Booster Juice, uh, download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the days. We welcome in uh, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Spec, did you crush the weights this morning too? Yeah, coffee, man. <laughs> Spec, can you hear me, buddy? Ah, uh, we just oh. lost Spec. Well, we'll get Spec on as fast as we can here. So the weights had no chance. No chance. Well, they never do. <laughs> <laughs> they, they never do. They never do. They're speechless. <laughs> it's like rise and grind for you. You're doing it with the kids now, but it's rise and grind yeah. with Laddie. Oh, my, yeah. Oh, I did rise and grind with, uh, with, with U11 on, uh, on Wednesday, and my son wasn't having it. Uh, I had to really, it was a struggle to get him out of the bed. Yeah. And he continued like that on, on the ice and I wasn't very happy. I let him oh, know though. Okay, quick comment before as we get Spec. You know what? Re- hold that thought. We'll get yeah. Spec on here because he's got stuff to do as well. But because it, uh, Gregor was texting out of things about early morning practices. And we'll get your thoughts on that okay. in the sense because this is what your rise and grind is and stuff. Spec, can you hear me now, buddy? Yeah, I got you now, boy. Uh, all right, What's big. Going on? Well, Laddie was just telling us how he just crushed the weights, and I asked you. I said, "Did you crush the weights this morning, Speck?" No, I crushed a bowl of oatmeal. How about that? <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, healthy. <laughs> I I love my oatmeal in the morning. It's better than your frosted flakes, Speck. Yeah, I'm you like frosted crush. flakes too? No. Oh, I do. <laughs> my treat no i'm gonna go crush a walk with wrigley here in a few minutes but that's all i'm crushing today cup of couple cups of coffee i'll crush them Hmm. (laughs) you know yeah your dog's named wrigley i got another buddy who's a bow Sox fan his name his dog's name is fenway you know, you guys name them after these ballparks that you're fans of. That's a dumb name for a dog, family. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, poor dog, eh? Uh, at least it's not poor like dog. Rogers Place or something. Hey, Rogers Place, come on over. <laughs> I'm calling PETA. That's animal abuse. Yes, it is. Uh, well, uh, I guess it would have been, uh, what, 20 after 11, 11.30 when you got into the locker room last night for post-game interviews? Yeah, it was very late, a late game, but that's whatever. Yeah. You know, it really sucks for Bruins fans because it yeah. was such a fantastic hockey game. It didn't start till ten twenty-two. They dropped the puck Eastern time. Mm-hmm. It is crazy, so man. Oh. It it is a shame that when you know two good teams like that, two his historic teams, they met in Cup finals. They only play twice a year. And they rip off a game like that that's as entertaining as any hockey game you're going to watch all season. Mm-hmm. And it's played in virtual, you know, when when three quarters of the continent is yeah. heading to bed. Like, that's not smart. In- no. Including Larry Smith for <laughs> yeah. last half of the Last half period. of the game, yeah. 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 So, I mean, we were talking off this off the top spec, and, and I'm kind of thinking that, that, you know, we've seen it for, not just last night, several things are creeping into the Oilers game that we saw at the begin, beginning of the year. Do you do you agree with that in the last, uh, you know, several games here? 
Yeah, they're they're a little defensively disorganized. There's no doubt. Their second periods are really becoming a mental issue here. They're losing every one of them by a massive score. Uh, Skinner's game isn't great right now, you know, and there's ebbs and flows. I mean, he went three months as the second or third best goalie in the National Hockey League. It's, you know, there's a reason that, that his numbers are better than Vasilevsky's, right? Not every goalie gives you 60 starts that are perfect, and Skinner's having a bit of a downtime, but... So did Swayman last night. Mm-hmm. Swayman was, if either goalie was any good, it would have been a two-point game for their team. Sway, you know, and then both of them made fantastic stops in overtime mm-hmm. to make the game go farther. So, sure, the Oilers have a few issues. It's it's the down, you know, it's the dog days of February here. As long yeah. as they're playing entertaining hockey and grabbing points along the way, I'm not complaining too loud. Yeah, it was a big point last night, buddy. I, I I agree, man. Like honestly, um, the the schedule is really tough, right? The teams are the teams are tired, and that's when the men- mental breakdowns happen. You know, individually and as a team out there, you know, we might see more and more. Like the, the schedule doesn't get any easier. They they have a crazy schedule, um, but like we can look all uh, on all the negatives. But for me, the big positive is you're down four one against one of the best teams in the league, and you're still able to come back and grab a point. And then in overtime, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, yeah. you know, happens like it's anybody's game. But for me, I take the positive and, you know, huge, huge point And they battled back. And again, I want to mention Corey Perry. We mentioned him before we <laughs> signed him. We're going to take a little bit of credit here. Dude, like he yeah. he just does his job and he gets rewarded with a goal. He starts a fight, you know, out of nowhere. nowhere. Kudos to Waterspoon that he dropped the miss. Yeah. You know, he... He was in a tough spot. You know, he didn't have really a choice. They were down five defensemen. You know, they're up 3-1. But he, he still dropped the mitts. Mm-hmm. It worked for the Oilers, I think, better than for the Bruins that, down the road. And then Corey Perry gets rewarded with a big goal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that was a huge addition for us. Uh, Mark Spector, Ladislav Schmid, Kevin Carey's with you on Sports 1440. So, Spec, uh, the Oilers did have a chance, you know, with a power play, 20 seconds. That's uh, not much left in the third period. But buck tw- a buck 40 to start overtime. Big save, as you mentioned, Swayman on Leon, but did you think they generated enough on that uh, four-on-three? Well, you know, I thought that Bouchard, I mean, we've seen Bouchard end two games in overtime this year uh, in a in a four-on-three situation, and he, uh, or three-on-three, three, I thought, I think he had at least two, if not three, cracks last night, and he missed the net, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not criticizing him. He, this is a guy who shoots within three inches of a post mm-hmm. almost every time, and sometimes they're on the right side of the post, boys, and sometimes, like last night, mm-hmm. they were on the wrong. But if he goes bar down on one of those wrist shots, we're not having this conversation. If Leon, you know, if Swayman doesn't make a fantastic save on Leon, we're not having this conversation. So, you know, listen, it was a crazy, wacky game. Uh, Van Riefdijk gets a dead breakaway from center ice, and and Skinner stops him. You know, so I I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be negative. I think it's a glass half full game. Frankly, you're right, laddie. You had a four one deficit. You got a point against one of the best teams in the league. I'm not sure what more people want from their team when they find themselves in a hole. Mm-hmm. To dig out that way, I'd be positive today if I was an Oilers fan. We'll ask both of you guys this, uh, Laddie. You can go first, just on the PK. I mean, it hasn't been; it's been leaking here in the last uh, several games. Uh, eleven goals in the last seven, so uh, eleven for twenty-four. That's what the opposition is here. Uh, what are you seeing? You know, you're gonna go through some up and downs. You know, when uh, when we were hot, 
we were hot, right? Like we yeah. th- that was a part of the reason we were able to stay on that hot streak because uh, because PK was clicking. You know, power play was decent, but PK was really clicking. Now we are a little down, but again, like if they're gonna keep working, I'm sure sh- I'm sure they're watching videos, all the right things. You know, be in the right position, blocking shots, uh, good sticks, active sticks, stops and starts. You know, sometimes, you know, it's been a lot of goals. Yeah. But sometimes you have to give a credit to the team that plays against you. You know, it's not going to be always, always pretty and you're going to be shutting everybody, uh, you know, everything down. Yeah. But that being said, they need to figure out, you know, we're going down the final third of the season somewhat and special teams are huge. So I hope they can dial it in and get back on track with PK. Speck, your thoughts? Yeah, lose the special teams battle, lose the game yeah. usually, mm-hmm. right? Not every night, but I'll bet you eighty-five percent of the time you lose the special teams, you lose the game. So uh, give you know, I would say this too, laddie. Their goaltending, you know, Skinner was one of their best penalty killers, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't think last night he was a great penalty well, killer. So, but th- th- what's the saying that the goalie has yeah. to be your best penalty killer? Right. right, that's the same. So you know what? There, it's it's an ebbs and flows. Right now, they're certainly in an ebb. That PK's got to, you know. I guess I'd like to see less extremes. Like mm-hmm. you got to be able to survive here. Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to have your bad games, but you can't. You know, as an individual player, laddie, you'd know this. Every game's not your best game. Yeah. But when you're not at your best, you can't be brutal. You know, you got to survive the games and be okay sometimes just be okay and right now they're struggling to be okay that pk and that's an issue mark stewart's got to get on the video here and figure some things out there's only two power play chances for the bruins last night though too so i mean they score on that first one to make it uh, you know to to get things going but in the sense of um execution and and they seem to be kind of stagnant how they're they're not necessarily their boxes, laddie. How, well, how well, they're moving like, around on the top, right? I, I feel I feel like you prepare differently for each, each opponent, yeah. right? Like, and that's that's through the video. Like you, you know, as a coach, you can do only so much, right? It's 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 uh, up to the players, you know, how they execute things. But you know, you can give them all the all the knowledge, kind of what mm-hmm. the what the tendencies are for the opposition. But that's you know, then it's up to the players to execute it on the mm-hmm. ice. And right now, it hasn't been clicking. But I, I agree with you, Spec. Like you can, you cannot go through 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 extremes. It needs to be some kind of balance, some kind of medium. Yeah. And hopefully, they can uh, they can back uh, on on track and kind of get the mojo back. So, Spec, back to back tomorrow, Minnesota, Calgary. Uh, on Saturday, would you you'd probably bet dollars to donuts that Cal Pickard would play tomorrow? Yeah, I think I think Cal Pickard plays tomorrow. Uh, honestly, when it was three one last night, I would have pulled mm. Skinner. I just thought, starting from the first goal of the game, it didn't look he wasn't tracking the puck. He that slow deflection. I don't think he ever found it. The first goal was a long drifter from the point. He never found it. Uh, and I'm, I don't want to come across as critical of Skinner. I'm I'm. I'm all in on this guy. I think there's a very good goalie there. He's just going through a little part of the season where he's not. It's not going his yeah. way, but mm-hmm. uh, and that's why you have a backup that you trust. That backup has to help Skinner get through this next, you know, through this 20 day period or 10 day period, whatever it is. So yeah. I give Pickard Friday night for sure, uh, and then you got Saturday night. You go back to Skinner on Hockey Night in Canada, and uh, you know, 
let's let's see if you can. They start a homestand here, five game homestand. They they rescued a point, mm-hmm. so this could still be a pretty good homestand. Mm-hmm. This back to back is going to tell the tale a little bit. I think that three one goal spec. If you have a really close look at it, just grazed off the inside skate of any day Harney. And it's going wide if it doesn't. Uh, it could be, you know, could be, man. Mm-hmm. Could be. It's, it's uh, like one honestly, of those games. Yeah. Uh, but just before the third goal, McAvoy under pressure on the blue line. We just talked about it. Like, what is, you know, the strengths of the really good defenseman? And for me, it's extending place. Like, he could have just shot it in the corner. No, he made a nice little area pass in the middle, kind of like a sauce. And then then it allows uh, the other player pick up the puck and have a shot and then Frederick redirects it but it was yeah. like kind of like a goal out of nowhere because yes. I thought that the play the was play kind was of dead, dead. dead. Yes. Yeah, yeah but he extends it with like mm-hmm. a you know, really confident play on the blue line. He's like the last guy there. I thought he, was, he was the best player on the ice. He played 30 minutes, had the winning goal. I he he was, yeah, oh. he is like, I I sometimes yeah. forget about him because I don't see mm-hmm. him enough, right, yeah. uh, from East. But, my God, this guy is legit. Like, yeah. he is like top five, top seven defenseman in the league. Hey, Speck, we'll see you down at the rink, big fella, and uh, have a good rest of your day. Oilers with a 12 o'clock practice today, so a little bit later. That's for him. it. All right, buddy. All right, boys, Thanks, have a great show. Okay, yeah. Take care, Speck. That's Thanks. Mark Spector uh, on the mark. Energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. Hey, there's another guy we remember we had about the defenseman who might not ever win a Norris Trophy. Yeah, Charlie we, we, we don't we don't we don't talk about him enough. No. And they have two studs on the on the back end. Hampus Lindholm, who didn't play but, yesterday. Well, but that I guy mean, is. I can't believe Anaheim ever traded that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, Duke, like, like tears I, are rolling down Duke's cheeks Duke, right now. Seriously, like, like, what do you think of him? He's 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 one of the best defenders in the league. I think he, all all around he, like defenseman, he's one of the best. He's he's he he doesn't have like the high end offensive talents like a guy like Charlie McAvoy yeah, even possesses. But like in terms of what you just talked about, like attributes you want from an all around defenseman, yeah. shots through, good first pass. Like he's such a good skater, he can move the puck up ice. Right? He, he's not gonna be like Toe Drake through three no, guys no. to score. Well, a highlight now you've really done it, laddie. You're gonna but Duke's gonna jump. Fine. Duke's gonna it, jump. It was it was a I think going back because I believe. Who did they get back for him? Uh, Earl Vakaninen, a first-round pick, and maybe a second-rounder as well. Dude, like I think that was such a bad... It, it, it came down to contract things. I, the Ducks didn't want to give him the full seven-year term, which is <laughs> ludicrous. Ludicrous. But, but, but that, yeah, you don't want to open this can of worms with some of the trades the Ducks have made uh, when it comes to their defensemen well, well, over the years. Well, so. they had such a good decor. Like, if you go, like, five, six Another years. one on the way. Another core on the way. <laughs> oh, man. Might oh. be a few years out. Yeah, a few years out. But <laughs> lose like, seven, four. No, I would have never. I mean, Lindholm, now Drysdale. You're going to make Duke jump yeah. into the water park here. Well, now now you have Lindholm and McAvoy on the same, like. I know. All right, we got to get to Frank uh, here. Uh, Frank Saravalli will join us right after the break. I just got a text from an old teammate of yours. I'll let you know who it is right away. Uh, more with a lot of slab meat on the Kevin Carey Show. Sports 1440, stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter. They are sports fans like all of our listeners and are totally pumped that Sports Talk Radio is back. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. We welcome in Frank Saravalli. Morning, Frank. You're with Kevin and Laddie on a Thursday. How's she going out in Philly? Hello, boys. Uh, Everything's good here. Early signs of spring. Still a little chilly, but... uh Certainly more daylight here. I can smell it. Golf is right yeah, around the corner on the other side of the tree. I forgot, I forgot to ask you, did you get that golf game in? 
I did, and I uh, took some money off my buddies. Mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> now everyone's talking. Did you were you up for the one fifteen goal by Charlie McAvoy in the wee hours? I was. Wow, that's a trooper. La- even Laddie says I couldn't make it. Ten, it was ten twenty two local time start last night. Yes, that's just insane. Yeah, it's it's, it's just I don't want to call it stupid, yeah. but yeah. Two really good teams are squaring off. They only play, what, twice a year? Mm-hmm. And this is the... Um, so you must have been entertained last night, Frank? Yeah, I was uh, a little more entertained by the couple goals that Austin Matthews had scored last <laughs> night in Arizona with the uh, Austin Matthews two goals or more plus 400 play, but yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's... We haven't talked about that yet, Frank. That's cr- yeah, <laughs> it, it, is, it is. It is crazy, man. Yeah. What's what's happening? Like, and it's, everything goes in. Like, it's. I mean, did anyone what? think last night that Matthews wasn't going to score number no, fifty in no. Arizona, mm-hmm. one goal away the against arena. the Yotes team that feels like they've lost twelve in a row or fifteen in a row? They have been really cold, hey. Yeah, eleven yeah, straight losses. Yeah, like what happened? What, what like? What do you see, Frank, there? Like, what's what's happening in Arizona? I see a team that typically competes really hard that is just short on talent. And I think the West has absolutely ground them down. Mm-hmm. And I think they're in a spot where they have to move whatever pending UFAs they have and be as creative as possible, even with all the draft picks that they've stockpiled. They have 20 in the first three rounds over the next three years that they're going to continue mm-hmm. to acquire as many uh, pieces as possible. Uh, do you think the coach is safe there? I do. I, I think they're happy with Andre Tournier. I think they uh, like the way that, that that he's really shaped the culture there. And I think um, really like more than that, let's call a spade a spade. Like, I don't think they're making any changes there mm-hmm. until we get some clarity on what's happening with the team. So mm-hmm. where do you rank Austin Matthews right now? A lot of people in Leafland are calling him the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf ever right now. Where do you put him in that conversation, Frank? It's a good question. I would say, I think impact wise and heart trophy and hundred point season, and all those things together, hitting 60 goals. I think he probably will take that mantle. Mm-hmm. And I think more than that, I think Austin Matthews is going to go down as the greatest goal scorer ever. Hmm. And that's with all due respect to both Alex Ovechkin and Wayne Gretzky. Hmm. Those are big words. Ooh. The greatest goal scorer ever. So you think he will... <sighs> as far as numbers wise, or are you looking at goals per game as well, which is a big stat? I'm looking at everything numbers wise. He's closing in on 300 goals or sorry. He's closing in on 400 goals. What? 350, right? He's at 350 on the dot. So what is he? 26, 27, 27, right? Fifth fastest player to reach 350. He's 26. He is 26 still only. He's in his eighth season, and if you're thinking he probably plays, I don't know. Health always comes into it, right? Yeah. But he's got 350 in 535. If he plays 
1,300 games, that gets him to 850. Hmm. Where's Obi at? Like for me right now, Obi. Obi's oh, oh, at oh. 850 right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Obi for me <laughs> is the greatest goal scorer right now. But yeah, like if there is a if there is a guy who could change my mind, it would be probably Matthews. That being said, so just based on the math that I just did, so Ovi's at eight thirty-eight in thirteen hundred and ninety-eight games. Austin Matthews, to give you some perspective on the pace, he's on pace to get to eight fifty one hundred games faster mm-hmm. than Ovechkin. Wow, one hundred yeah, games. Yeah, but so if you, you're saying that you think Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer of all time, which I would agree right now. Mm-hmm. You have to at least allow for the possibility oh. that Matthews can be that. Oh, I, 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 hundred percent. But like at some certain point, you probably gonna slow down, like you see with Ovi. But like if somebody can do it, I'm, I'm on board with you. It, it would be him. The, the other thing that was mentioned here, the greatest leaf. Again, only time will tell. Yeah. Right. Like he's gonna but probably he may ha- already be that though. Yeah, but did did he do anything in the playoffs yet? Like uh, that's Matt that's that's how I measure in the playoffs. Like, what? What? Think I, of the best Leafs. Did how much did Matt Sundin do in the playoffs? That's that's I think but, but the, only, who, the only guy. The only guy is Davy Keon. Is the only guy that comes into the equation here. Yeah, a long time lot, ago, lot of fans are gonna be like measuring his success and how he was like based on like if he's gonna if they're gonna win the Stanley Cup. Like I. Like individually, he's probably yeah, he's pretty close to be the best best leaf. They don't have any yeah um, incredible statistic compilers. They don't, their, eh? No. Matt's, is it Matt Sandin the the all time leader in points for the Leafs? I, mean, I, don't, you, I don't know. That, that, again, you didn't do well. Your homework. Here's the thing: Come I on, hate Kevin. the Leafs so bad. I I don't care about them. That's the thing. Why do you hate the Leafs? Why uh, do you hate anyone? Frick, everybody, I, ca- just, all Canadian, all Canadians, <laughs> I, they all hate Toronto. I, like, well, if you're not a Leaf fan, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. If you're not a Leaf fan, everybody hates Toronto. My yeah. son is a Toronto fan, huge. <laughs> and sometimes I, you know, I don't want to say I hate him, but <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's uh, sometimes it's really hard to look at him when he wears his stupid Toronto jersey. So Austin, just again for perspective, Austin Matthews is already eighth all time in mm-hmm. franchise points. <laughs> Very he's, uh, he's closing in on the goal. The franchise goal lead. He's only seventy away. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. How is he? So how? Like, yeah. At at some point, theoretically, like he's gonna own all those records. Mm-hmm. Is he not already? The fact that he's only eight years in already close to that conversation. Mm-hmm. The question is: Is he gonna re-sign with them? He already did. Yeah. yeah. No. After but this one. After, after this, this one, one, that's what he's got. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think he's gonna stay there? Let me ask you this. His contract goes until 2028. Do you yeah. know what you're going to be doing in 2026, Laddie? Yeah, I'm going to live. How in does a, he know what he's going to do? <laughs> I'm going to live in Edmonton for sure. I'm, I'm a lifer. Yeah, I do know. He's got the rise and grind going. Well, my, 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 yeah, I'm going to be probably coaching. Uh, yeah, coaching I, I, I don't know, but but that's that that might play into it too. No, like if you're talking just statistics, like he just, might. Be, but okay, so that would give him. Four additional seasons, he should, even if he doesn't play another game beyond the next contract, he should own all their records by now. Yeah. No, I, I think right he is now healthy, he yeah. isn't. Is he? Right now he's not the greatest Leaf, but he will be in a couple of years. In a couple of years, so? yeah. Yeah. 
And I've okay, had so enough leaf stock for a long time. The goal scoring then, <laughs> yeah. too. Yes. Uh, the only time we'll tell me the goal scoring. We've got to move on to what's going on with the trade target. Anything moving and shaking there, Frank? So new trade targets board comes out today. Yep. Kevin, I, I aim to please. Oh, uh, 15, 15 days from the deadline. And there is some movement on the board. All the usual suspects still there. But what you're going to see is players like Marc-Andre Fleury float closer to the bottom. He was in the top five. When we did this last almost two weeks ago, the Wild were six or eight points out and looking like they were dead in the water. And now they're right there in the mix. And and I think they have the inside track to be the eighth seed. Hmm. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins have also fallen out. Uh, they're, I think, nine points back today, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> with some games in hand. And... The Jake Gensel, he's going to be in the top five, even with the injury. And look out for Riley Smith because mm-hmm. the Penguins, I think, have to get creative here. Kyle Dubas mentioned yesterday that they need to get younger. Smith, like Eric Carlson, really just hasn't been a fit. I don't think Smith woke up this year and forgot how to play hockey. He was such an important piece for Vegas last year. Yeah. I wonder if he's a candidate to go back to Vegas on half retained and they would get him for this year and next at two and a half million bucks. You know, you know what? Uh, one team that we, 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 we discuss Calgary all the time, Frank, because of, you know, the key pieces and everyone kind of thinks that they're, when they start making the moves with Hannafin and, and Tan of the dominoes start fl- flowing, the, the market gets set. But I never ever have asked you about the New York Islanders and where, mm. what's your stance where, where they are in the standings and with Lou Lamorello and, you know, where do you see New York, the Islanders moving forward here in the next two weeks? Well, they're clearly not waving the white flag with the coaching change. They're trying to get better. I think energy-wise and eye test-wise, I think they've been a bit better under Patrick Waugh, but I think statistically and standings-wise, they're mostly the same. Hmm. Um, I would say that they're in the market for a defenseman. They've been, you know nibbling around the edges with defensemen all year, waiver claims, et cetera. Um, I think that's, you know, one area that they're looking at. And I also think that they're a team that's really in need of some scoring punch. I mean, think back to last year, they went out and got one of the league leaders in goals at the time, Bo Horvat, when they traded for him, had 29 already mm-hmm. that season for the Canucks. <laughs> they're a team that has struggled to generate offense. Sorokin has had a tremendous year. And I don't see them being a playoff team, but I think that we've seen enough from Lou Lamorello to know that he's really committed to this team and this core and believers in it that he's he's likely to do something. But I caution my words by saying that hmm. I typically put the Islanders in the only God and Lou no category <laughs> because he's not talking to us insiders. Oh, yeah, he, he has he ever given you a little little tip, little little nugget, little snippet, little harbinger? Never, here? not even once. Although <laughs> one time, I did enjoy a bottle of red with Lou. Oh, and that, that had to it be was a one of the most fascinating hours and a half of how, my life. How did that come about? Like, what are you just hanging around the bar one night and? Nope, uh, it's a. Long story, but I was in Toronto for uh, free agency one year and just wrapped up a show. And I was with John Scott and another colleague. John Scott had joined us on air that day shortly after his MVP experience at All-Star Weekend. 
and met up with Lou Lamorello and Brendan Shanahan. And it was a fascinating conversation. And at one point, John Scott was still playing. He can tell you the story. But at one point, Lou said to him, it's time for you to hang up the skates. (laughs) And he was like, what? He didn't speak for like two whole minutes. And I was ready to grab him in case he, you know, jumped across the table but uh, it was uh, it was really interesting, and he's an absolute Lou Lamorello is an absolute prince of a human mm-hmm. being, um, and just the most classy guy. I you know I I just he's not a big he's he's real big on keeping whatever they're up to internal, mm-hmm. and I, in fact one of the big things that other managers will tell you is that whatever you're working on with him, he always says to them if word leaks out, it's done, it's done, huh. and. That there's actually evidence of that. This is a funny story. If you have thirty seconds, absolutely. One trade deadline. I was on air at TSN, and we. I had gotten word that the Wild and Islanders were talking about a Zach Parise trade. So this is obviously pre, way pre buyout, and. Parise, of course, has some, you know, affiliation with the Islanders and he ended up playing, you know, reuniting with Lou at, you know, at some point and then just finished there last year. But I remember one of the principals involved said to me, be very careful about how you handle this. And in fact, someone had called me beforehand and said, how the bleep did you find out about this? And I maybe went a little bit too far in sharing details on the air. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the trade did not get done. <laughs> there you go. I, 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 I had a, I have a friend, a really yeah. good friend who worked for Lou for over 25 years as a scout in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He's a Czech guy. And I heard quite a bit of story, but with the one thing he always said, like Lou, He's he's hard on people. He holds them accountable, but he's very loyal. Mm-hmm. Like so, if you do your job, he's gonna stand by you. And like so, he he, he holds it very high. Fools. Yeah, it's yeah. He he says he's one of the greatest guys he ever worked with in in hockey. Was That's it red or white? Was it was it red or white, Frank? Or wine? Is that even a question? Red. Yes, it a couple is. Italians sitting around. We got, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't have any white wine in my house. That's for that's for, my wife drinks white, but like I would, you know, when I drank, like yeah. it would be red. Yes. Come on, I'm just like, come hey, on, come on, you Kevin. Never know. I can I can see Kevin like feet up at home and probably Riesling or whatever. No, no, like, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I, not exclusively. I used to be a big California cab guy, but I'm. Pretty close to exclusively Brunello. Attaboy, oh, I Frank. love Brunello. Attaboy, I used to Frank. love Brunello. Oh. I can't wait till we tip My a guy. bottle back. <laughs> tip a bottle back. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Frank, thanks for this. Have a great weekend. Got some key games coming up. Enjoy them, and uh, we'll talk on Tuesday. Thanks for this, man. See you guys. Thanks, thanks Frank. Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff and our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. I'm a red guy. Laddie. Uh, yeah, I was Come just on. joking. Uh, of course. But I'll, I, like, I'm not shy to drink it out of the box either, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not fancy either. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story. When we were at, uh, during COVID and it was bad, you know, everyone was on edge and stuff. Yeah. I was, I said, I've, I've had it. I'm going to get a box of wine. And uh, 
everyone was like, well, big deal, a box. And I said, no, I'm going to get a box of wine where the boxes are in. So they come in a four-pack of boxes in the box. Jeez. Well, I was thirsty, That's man. Fun. Well, that was, yeah, that was back in my drinking days. Yeah. COVID was hard on my liver. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when we come back, we got some open text time. One of... Uh, uh, the hammers come through with one. He has an inner out question for you. As re- we haven't even got to inner out, and the hammer wants to know something about Laddie's inner out. That's coming up after the break. Kevin Carries uh-huh. with Ladislav Schmid on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Eight forty five in Edmonton. Kevin Carries, Ladislav Schmid, Oilers six uh, five overtime loss to the Boston Bruins last night. Highly entertaining game. Lots of goals. Lots of offense. Um, the Bruins, as we talked about, Laddie, 5-D right from the first shift. Matt Greslick went down, got mm-hmm. uh, tripped up by Ryan McLeod, went into the boards fairly hard. Yeah. Uh, you kind of knew it was kind of serious when he was down that long. Yeah, he, he came, yeah. You know? And then he came back on the bench, but, you know, like yeah. the close-up with the camera, like yeah. he could, you could tell he wasn't feeling it. So. so down to 5-D, and a guy that, you know, called up this year, Mason Laurie. Yeah. Played 23 minutes. 32 uh, seconds last night, had three assists, was very good last night, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He was. Like, But that's just like when you join join a good team, they, yeah. they make you better. They The players around you make you even better. You feel comfortable instantly. And like just Boston Bruins, like we don't see them very often, but it's incredible, man. They lost number one and number two centermen. Yeah. Like Hall of Famer and really, really, really good player. Isn't it and, funny how... And they are still buzz Like, they're still a really good team. Like and... Just the the culture there and, like, they, the winning culture. Wasn't like, it funny how, like, even all year, like, months ago, someone would ask Patrice Bergeron, can you come back? Do you think you'd like to come back for, you know, at the end of the year and, you know, just sign for <laughs> whatever? And he's like, no, I'm done. I've had it. Yeah. I had a good run here. Nothing left in the tank. Yeah, like, when... But, like, I... I was when I retired, you know, came back yeah. to Canada. Like I, I had those thoughts in my mind too. Like maybe I should come for like half of the season back to check. But mm-hmm. I don't like to go back on my word. And, you know, to, I stay out. But for him, obviously, so he felt, he felt confident in yeah. his team, right? Like they can do it without him. And <laughs> it seems like it, it is a huge loss. But you know, Zaka has been playing good. Charlie Coyle has been playing well, good. Well, how about David Pasternak? They, well, so the, the guys. <laughs> everyone talks about Hart Trophy, right? They yeah. talk about Kucherov. They talk about McKinnon. Yeah. yeah. Pasternak never gets mentioned. Never. I. He's he has been. The, it hasn't been going in for him as much, except for yesterday. Yeah, but they mentioned it on TV and they jinxed it, and he scores <laughs> right away, of course. But. The guy, when he's on the ice, you have to be really aware. He has 30 more points, Laddie, than the next guy on the team. <laughs> it's, that's it's a great. lot. So, yeah. So how do you measure success, yeah. right? Like, that's that's how it should be. And 30 more points, and you have Brad Marchand on the mm-hmm. team. So, like, you know, that's pretty special. I just want to, Mason Laurie, uh, he's only 23 years old, just turned 23. So he's young, young. He's only played 28 games. In the NHL, came out of college, but Good I just love him. where he's born, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> Never been, but I've heard. <laughs> you know, you love Baton Rouge, eh? Love Baton Rouge. Uh, we have to get to a couple of texts here, um, and I don't think we talked about the Leafs for that long. But la, we have tons of texts. Stop talking about the Leafs. Stop. Stop talking about Austin Matthews. I I I warn Frank that. 
you know, Canadian fans, if you're not from Toronto, they don't like Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, it because it is kind of annoying. You know, they kind of, for me, they're a little arrogant, aren't they, Kevin? The Leafs, I hate the, Leafs fans. That's yeah. I hate, and yeah. I hate the coverage of TSN in Toronto. I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. It's all Leafs. It's all, all Leafs all, all the time. time. Like we had that one day, Duke, remember it was, they didn't even play that day. They didn't even play. It was on a Monday. They had 14 minutes yeah. to start at four o'clock of Leafs coverage. It's worse than Montreal. And, oh. you know, like it's, and Montreal, I have a tough time, but like it's, it's not like that in your face like Toronto is. Mm-hmm. Jordan says the Oilers could really use a guy like Jake DeBrusque. He's had a bad, he has, he's not had a great year, Jake. But he plays hard. Mm-hmm. He has big plays goal yesterday. Yeah. Ten goals on the year. So he's streaky. He, that's that's the right word yes. to, to to describe him. So he is streaky. He so gets he hot. Get, you know, he can carry uh, he can carry a lot a line by himself. He he can you know? and he you know, he's a bigger body. He plays hard. I think he plays the right way for me. Um mm-hmm. but like you said, not a great year. But again, <laughs> not a great year. But he scores against Oilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a couple questions that we had to get to here first, Laddie, about Yarmer Yager and the jersey ceremony on the weekend. Did you have a it chance? Says, to- uh, his comment about his girlfriend, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Okay, you she's, gotta, she's younger. Yeah, she's younger. Yeah. I saw her in the stands there. Uh, the I, next game, I think. Yeah. Uh, man, like, honestly, uh, I played with him at the Olympics. You mm-hmm. know, I came across with him and he was a uh, idol for many of us kids growing up obviously yeah. he um he he worked super hard young he grew up uh, on the farm he he grew up on on the farm and uh his dad made him work super hard so yeah. like and and his uh training regiment is well documented he put a video like he would work at night and in the mornings all that stuff so it's not just pure talent you mm-hmm. know and like when you go just not not just yaks but like there's a lot of top talent and think people think like oh these super talented guys you know it's just pure talent no usually those guys are the hardest working guys as well it's not just talent mm-hmm. like you you see mcdavid you see mckinnon like they work super hard i know that for a fact yeah I know that for a fact. And Jager, same thing. And, you know, he's 52. He's still playing. You know, it's not at the same level, mm-hmm. but he's he's still able to play. It's even it's in check, but he's still able to play. 52 years old, guys. That's, that's incredible. Like, I feel so, like I, <laughs> I feel sorry for myself every time I'm waking up. and 14 getting, years. Yeah, it's 14 years difference. And he can still do it. And at his prime... Yeah. There wasn't many better players than him. No. Like, he absolutely dominated the game. Uh, Texture asked, did you ever play with him or train with him? N- didn't train, but play with him uh, and against him. Play with him at the Olympics. At the Olympics. Uh, yeah, at the Olympics. And, yeah, he's he's a legend. Like, he's, a, in my opinion, he's the best European player. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, if he wouldn't go, if he wouldn't go to Russia for those three years, he would have surpassed 2,000 points. No doubt about that mm-hmm. and that's pretty special I and mean, and one more thing he played during the era where holding hooking was normal yeah normal 
guys were huge, strong, and he was still dominating because he's a big guy himself. And he his could ass, just out, he would just put that ass into you. Like he's like what two forty, yeah. And he could move and like his release, mm-hmm. elite, and then his vision. Like he could do it all. And his dangles, like some of his highlights, yeah, like yeah. It, it was great. And kudos to also to Pittsburgh. It was very nicely done. It was like the whole like three days they they let him skate during the like practice, practice war, warm, warm up. up. Yeah, you don't see that very often. No, no? not at all. Oh, mm-hmm. Like so, you can see he's got a really good uh, relationship still with Mario Lemieux, and then. You know, it was great to see, like, I don't know if you saw it on social media when uh, Latang came to him and like, hey, you were the guy for me growing mm-hmm. up. And like, I used to wear 68, but I couldn't wear it here. So like, I went to 58, so it's close enough. Mm-hmm. Those are like, it. you know, that's so great to see and you, hear. I, re- I remember when they, a lot of the Oiler guys had their jersey retired and went up to the rafters and like, you know, they brought them <laughs> out on the ice just before in uniform, but yeah. nothing like warm up or no. practice. No, this, you know? this was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. I watch all the videos and then his speech, obviously. Yeah. He can be pretty funny. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, the it. one, the Oiler one, I remember the most is Grant Fear because they brought him out in, it was complete just total pitch black, but then they put him in net. Oh, did they? And then they put the spotlight on him. And then the people, oh, that's cool. oh, people went bananas. Yeah. Oh, it was that, cool. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do in or out coming up in the nine o'clock hour. The hammer had one question for Laddie. Laddie, are you in or are you out for Shinny today? I'm 100% in, and you better be ready, hammer. <laughs> you still don't know who it is, do you? No. Oh. You it know doesn't what matter. You got? I abuse them also. How doesn't about matter. this? Why not just when you're out on the ice, yell out "hammer" and see who looks? Do you think he would? Yeah, see, because he's he, going to get caught. He's going to go. But what if this isn't a real nickname that actually yeah. gets used, and it's just a pseudonym simply for the text line? He's got his eyes on Laddie, this hammer guy. He, you yell out "hammer" and have a quick peek. Left, right, you're going to see something. I might just walk like- into the locker room and just like, who the kid? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. It slipped up. Whoops. Whoopsie. See sorry. what you've done, Hammer? Yeah, see Hammer. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're, in, you're, you're in my kitchen yeah. right now. I don't like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, top of the hour, we've got our uh, ski report. Also at 920, uh, Darren Bolachuk, Pandas hockey head coach, as the Pandas get ready for uh, a big game, well, a big weekend uh, against uh, MRC. MRU, pardon me, I guess. Sorry. No, that's cr- MRU. MRU. You, yes. A fish. I was at MRC. Sorry. <laughs> they let you in there? Well, I lied to get in. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns. Our unique lounges and casual settings makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hot towel shave experience in Canada, hands down. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.